Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Thursday, September 29th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. I've been gone a little bit this week because the first two days of the week were the beginning of the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, and in observance of them, I don't work. And I spent those two days somewhat in prayer, somewhat in reflection, a lot in nature, and what a delight it was to be off the technology and connected to things more spiritual and things more natural. It really is a necessary break we all need to take probably a lot more often than we do because it rejuvenates the spirit for sure and puts everything else back into perspective. However, I'm back. The world continues to spin and things continue to happen. And I want to reflect back a few episodes when I spoke about the corruption of the FBI. The reason that I want to speak about it is because to those of you who listen to me regularly, you'll remember that on that episode, I spoke about my reaction when I heard that the FBI had surrounded Mike Lindell, the founder of MyPillow, as he was coming back from a hunting trip and was stopped at a Hardee's to get some food, and they, you know, guns a-blazing, took his cell phone from him. And I said at the time that my reaction was one of, we're under attack. The same feeling I had on 9-11, and, and I don't want to belabor that story because, as I said, it's on an episode probably two or three episodes back called something about the, the FBI and its corruption. You can certainly listen to it if you'd like to. But my gut feeling about that has now only been solidified by something that has happened more recently. And this is really what I was kind of presaging when I said that what happened to Mike Lindell to me was an indication of something much more serious than things that had happened previously. Mark Hoke, I think that is the pronunciation of his name, is a Catholic author, he's a lecturer, he's a radio host, and he is a pro-life activist. He has for many years come to provide street I guess it's called uh, sidewalk counseling in front of abortion centers. And in October of 21, 2021, he was in front of an abortion clinic in Philadelphia. He was with his 12-year-old son, who he often takes to these sidewalk counseling sessions as a way to, I guess, both educate his son, but to spiritually keep his son on the track he wants his son kept on. And because he's never encountered anything like violence before at any of these sidewalk counseling events. So he had his son with him. October 21st, actually, October 21 of 2021. And a man began to speak obscenities at Mr. Hauk and obscenities at his son, say disparaging things and obscene things. And at one point, after Mr. Hauk had asked the man to stop it and to back off, the man got very close to his son's face. He kind of got in the 12-year-old's face. 
Mr. Hawk asked them to move. He didn't. The, the altercation sort of escalated. And Mr. Hawk pushed him, the man, back away from his 12-year-old son, at which point the man fell backward. And that was sort of the end of the incident. The only medical treatment that the man required was a Band-Aid on his finger. He was in no way hurt. And in fact, this particular man is known as, I think the phrase is a flopper, meaning he gets himself into situations where he escalates the tensions. And then if someone remotely touches him, he falls backward and claims injury. It's kind of a, a technique, right, to use at these events. The man who was harassing Mr. Hauk and his son, he tried to get the district attorney in Philadelphia to file charges. The district attorney in Philadelphia is Lawrence Krasner. Lawrence Krasner is a leftist, George Soros-backed district attorney, so he has no love for pro-lifers. The DA refused to bring charges. There simply wasn't anything there. So the man who instigated the event then filed a civil suit against Mark Houck. The case was dismissed because the plaintiff who had brought the case didn't show up at the preliminary hearings. So no criminal prosecution and no civil prosecution. No facts to support either. Now fast forward almost a year to the day. Fast forward to this month. FBI agents... Guns ablazing literally, 25 FBI agents, fully armed, surround Mr. Houck's home, where inside he is with his wife and seven children. It's in the morning, early morning. They are yelling for him to come out, yelling for him to come out. He's saying back to them, I'm coming out, but please, I have seven babies in the house, meaning seven children. He said, I have seven babies in the house, please. They ignore him and they burst through the door, guns ablazing, pointed at his wife and him with his seven children at the top of the stairs, watching all this, the children crying and screaming. They, the FBI, have allegedly arrested him on charges that are in violation of the FACE Act, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance Act which allows for prosecution of anyone who obstructs entry to a healthcare clinic. Now, number one, Mr. Houck didn't obstruct anyone from entering a healthcare clinic. Number two, both the criminal and civil cases a year ago when this happened were both, well, the, the criminal case wasn't ever filed and the civil case was dismissed. Now, a year later, the FBI show up at his door and arrest him allegedly for violation of a federal crime. Number one, his behavior in no way comports with the statute. And number two, there's even a question of whether or not there could have been a federal violation because after Dobbs, every state has to make a determination about where it stands on abortion. And so a federal law allowing prosecution might even be suspect. But putting that aside, why did they do this? Why did the FBI... Why did the Attorney General's office, why did the Department of Justice, why did they wait a year to come after someone who's clearly done nothing wrong? And why in the way in which they did it? Why guns ablazing in the early morning at his home when, by the way, the FBI had reached out or the Department of Justice had reached out to his attorney 
three months ago, similar to what happened with Donald Trump, by the way, and said they wanted to talk to him. And Mr. Houck's attorney responded with, Mr. Houck will gladly speak with you. Just tell us basically when and where, and we, I will have my client, we will have our client there. So they were totally aware that Mr. Houck was willing to speak with them if for some reason they were investigating him. They ignored that acquiescence on his part, and they came after him with guns pointed at he and his wife at his home. Why? Well, the only logical explanation is intimidation. It's intimidation of someone who dares to hold a position that is antithetical to what this administration holds, to what the left Democrat party holds, because that's who's running the country right now. You know, on those two days that I was sort of disconnected from the physical world, the real world, during Rosh Hashanah, there is a principle in Judaism, it's called tikkun olam. And tikkun olam really means to repair the world. It's based on the premise that the world is broken and it's our job as humans, as good souls, it's our job to fix it, that that's what we're born for. Well, there's a whole lot broken on our watch. Things are always broken, right? The founders had a world that was broken and they did something about it. Every generation has a brokenness that is theirs to fix. In every generation, those who take up that repair are in essence spiritual warriors, I like to call them. We are living at a time when the goal of a spiritual warrior is to cross and then help others cross from a world of fear and lies to a world of love and truth. It's a hard task. It's always a hard task to repair a broken world. But the only time that failure is guaranteed is when we don't try, when we don't even make an effort. We really are living in a time of fear and lies The fear is what was attempting to be instilled in other pro-lifers, those who oppose abortion, when they did what they did, the FBI, to the Houck family. It was symbolic, right? It has no substance. That case is never going anywhere. But they wanted to send a message. So again, fear, as I've spoken about so often, is a manipulative tool, but it's a very effective tool. It's also used in every generation, but it's every generation's mission to rise above the fear and to stand not only for love, but to stand for truth, for what we know is true. And if you think we're not living in a time like that, and I'm pretty certain you do think that we're living in a time like that, perhaps what the FBI did was the right thing to do, whether it was to Hauk or it was to Trump. FBI whistleblower Stephen Friend, who has come forward recently to Congress and gone public, he is a former SWAT team member. I think he was a SEAL. He has a glorious and honorable past in addition to his service with the FBI. He has come forward to say that the FBI is abusing its power, that it's manipulating case files to make January 6th look worse than it was, to make it look like it was a larger conspiracy than what actually took place, 
that other offenses like human trafficking and child abduction and sexual abuse cases are being backburnered and that the priority is to go after everyone who is not with the left agenda. Stephen Friend is not alone. There are other FBI whistleblowers. But just today, if you look at Miranda Devine's column from the New York Post, 25 additional ex-FBI agents and a former assistant to the director of the FBI have come forward to laud Stephen Friend for his courage, for his standing for what is true and what is right, because they all say that they are sickened by what the FBI is now doing, how it is abusing its power, how it is harassing parents who attend school board meetings, ex-president Donald Trump, Mr. Houck, Mike Lindell, the other 40 January 6th alleged affiliated individuals who have been also seized by either arrest or warrants of their property, of their cell phones, like what happened to Mike Lindell. I used to repeatedly watch the movie American President with Michael Douglas because I love the acting, I love the dialogue, and it's just a great, it's sort of a rom-com, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a chick flick, but not really because I think there are guys who like it as well. There's a scene in that movie when Michael Douglas, who is acting as president of the United States in the movie, he finally gets up his courage, which he has been avoiding, to speak to the press in the, in the White House press room about his opponent the person who's running against him for the next presidential election. Now, in this movie, because Hollywood is naturally left, Michael Douglas is the Democrat and his opponent, Bob Rumson, is the Republican. I want to read you, word for word, the speech that Michael Douglas gives to the press. And the only words I'm going to change in this are the two words that identify his opponent, Bob Rumson. I'm going to change the words Bob Rumson or the name Bob Rumson to the name Joe Biden because I want you to hear this and I want you to tell me if this isn't where we're at. Quote, America isn't easy. America is advanced citizenship. You got to want it bad because it's going to put up a fight. It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land as the land of the free? Then the symbol of your country cannot just be a flag. The symbol also has to be one of its citizens exercising his right to burn that flag in protest. Now show me that. Defend that. Celebrate that in your classrooms. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. And whatever your particular problem is, I promise you, Joe Biden is not the least bit interested in solving it. He is interested in two things and two things only, making you afraid of it and telling you who's to blame for it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you win elections, end quote. Biden blamed Putin 
for our inflation, for our supply shortage. Biden is blaming everyone who's MAGA, meaning everyone who voted for Donald Trump, meaning 70 plus million people in this country. Remember what was in the speech I just read. Joe Biden's not the least bit interested in solving your problems. He's interested in two things, two things only, making you afraid of it. There's the FBI making you afraid of it and telling you who's to blame for it. MAGA. Republicans. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful that we don't respond in kind, that we aren't sucked into the kind of fear and lies that are being perpetrated upon us now. We have to rise above that. As I said at the beginning, in a broken world such as the one we're in, where fear and lies are the tools of those with power, we have to be warriors spiritual warriors who bring love and truth to the fear and the lies. That's how you win, not elections, but that's how you win a future for humanity that is something other than socialism or communism or Marxism or any kind of ism that suppresses individual rights of human beings. I don't care anymore how we win elections. I care how we survive as a species. I care what happens to our souls. I care that we become the best we can become instead of being fearful and cowering to those who are exhibiting the least of what we're capable of, the lowest form of human behavior, using falsehood, using lies, and using fear to control others. I remain optimistic. I always paint both sides of the picture, but I have to tell you, and I mentioned this before, I'm an optimistic catastrophist. (laughs) I see the potential for catastrophe. But I rise above it because on a soul level, I am optimistic that the light always wins, that truth will always out, and that we as humans, when our backs are to the wall, will choose the highest good for all concerned. I encourage you to join me in that optimism, but to also have the courage to stand up every time you encounter the fear and the lies. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.